0: Hey everyone out there, how is it going with you on this fine day, morning, evening, a.m., p.m., Eastern Standard Time, Central Standard Time, Pacific Standard Time? How many time zones can there be? I don't really know. But in any case, you're listening, and that is the main thing, so thank you for doing that. If this is your first time checking out the podcast, well, welcome to Screenspeak. It's the podcast that is all about movies, life, and so much more, and if you're an existing listener of Screenspeak, well, then you already know that because I start off a lot of the episodes with that exact saying. Uh, Now, gotta go ahead and get the plugs out of the way. If you haven't done one of these things already, please go ahead and do one or preferably all of them uh, because they all go towards supporting the growth of the podcast. So, first things first, follow and download episodes of ScreenSpeak. So, again, hit the follow button or hit the bell, whatever it is that you'd like to look at it as. It'll help you to not miss out on future episodes of ScreenSpeak. And then it also helps. Uh, us being ScreenSpeak to go ahead and track the growth of the podcast by its listening base. So that is very useful. You can also check out ScreenSpeak on social media at Instagram and Facebook. So just search for ScreenSpeak on that and you should have no trouble at all connecting with the podcast on those platforms. So that is also ideal. And lastly, and I believe I said this uh, briefly in the last episode, I am also doing a new Amazon affiliate program with the podcast, meaning that in episode descriptions, I will go ahead and put down some links for different products that I would recommend picking up on Amazon. They'll all of course be movie related. And if you use my links in the descriptions below for any of those purchases, it'll kick back a little bit of the proceeds or commission towards myself, and I will use those funds to help continue to grow the podcast. So it's just another way to show some love for ScreenSpeak. So that would be super appreciated. Okay. Okay. End of the advertisement spots on here. Let's go ahead and get into the meat of today's episode. So, if you've been listening to this segment of episodes since February, I believe, of 2022, you will know that I have been slowly but surely making my way through kind of diving in deep on my movie collection and just going through every single one that I have given my little quick thoughts and and analysis of, you know, certain movies in the collection, but really just explaining all the movies that I own. Uh, So, if you've been listening since February, uh, I have some good news for you. One, this will be part six in the series, and it will serve as the final part of the movie collection thus far for 2022. Now, I will say, for, again, people that have been listening since the beginning, um because of the time that I'm recording this final part, it's uh, November 27th of 2022, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, was just a couple of days ago. So that means I did buy some other movies during that time. I won't be able to talk about those yet into the collection. But what I think I'll do uh, going forward into the future is I will probably do another movie collection, maybe update at some point. I don't know if I necessarily want to do it in uh, different segments like I did for this year. Because uh, I think that might be counterproductive, especially if I'm just going to go over the same movies I had the year before. Uh, but I guess if the collection changes uh, severely between you know now and, I don't know, six months from now, it would be worth doing another uh, revisit of this segment. But for now, for those of you that have been sticking through uh, this segment since February, thank you for doing that. Um, and you're going to get the payoff now because this is the final part. Uh, And with it being the final part, I'm squeezing some extra movies into uh, this episode. So it'll be, it it could be a little bit of a longer episode, uh, just depending on how quickly I talk through them. We'll see how it goes. Uh, But without any further ado, this is part six of Screen Speak uh, being Jordan Anderson's movie collection of physical media. So let's go ahead and kick this off. Uh, I got to first kick it off by grabbing the piles that are on the floor in front of me. So uh, bear with me for a second or, you know, take a breath, uh, grab a drink of water, do do whatever you want to do. Just wait a second, okay? Okay. Let's grab these. Grab them. Ugh. Hang on. All right. All right, so I am starting off in the S's uh, of this, uh, in this section, because I alphabetized this stuff, and I concluded with R's in the the last uh, part five of this uh, segment. So yeah, I'm starting off with the S's. And we're starting off with the Sandlot on Blu-ray. So I got that. It is the 20th anniversary. Um, Sandlot is a fun movie. It's probably one I don't watch maybe as often as other people, but I enjoy it. I like James Earl Jones in the third act of the movie. I like some of the quotable moments. Uh, what is it like? You you throw like a girl, you know, good good insult in the forever. Forever, forever, forever. Saving Private Ryan on Blu-ray. This is this is definitely one that if I get the opportunity to upgrade to the 4K format, I definitely would like to do so. This is a top three, probably, when it comes to Steven Spielberg's movies. Uh, It's a phenomenal movie. I honestly should probably do a podcast on this movie at some point, because it's that good. Uh, But yeah, Saving Private Ryan. It's great. All right. I got Scarface on 4K. It is the uh, World is Yours limited edition. Um, I always actually wonder, just on that subject quick of limited edition, of like how limited edition is it really? Like, do they just put that on the print because it truly is like they only made like 2000 and like it, it is a limited edition or is it a marketing ploy to make it sound like there's not as many copies? I'm not always so certain. And with this, I don't really know, but I can tell you that Scarface just as a film, it was one of my favorite movies for a very long time. It still, it still is, but for a while in my life, it was a movie that I would constantly revisit. I was also obsessed with the video game of this movie that came out, I want to say, around 2005. Could be mistaken on the year. Uh, but that, that's one of those movies where I would love it. Or, yeah, sorry, not movies, but for games. If they ever did a remaster of that game, um, I don't care what console they end up putting it out on. If they just do a, a remaster or a remake of it from the ground up. That would be super exciting, because it's a, it's a hell of a good video game, in my opinion, and, and also a great movie. Al Pacino is, is terrific in the movie. And also, and I'm sure that other editions of Scarface came with this, but it also does include the original 1932 Scarface on Blu-ray, which I think is pretty cool, and I may have to go back and watch that just to be a, a film purist, if you will. Let me just make sure I'm facing these all in the right direction. Yes, I am. Okay. Let's see. Speaking of Al Pacino, we got hooah, hoo-ah, hoo-ah, hoo-ah Charlie, Charlie. I'm blind, Charlie. I can't get any sleep. I'm, I'm, I'm too, I'm too fucking blind. I'm too old. <laughs> that is the. That's got to be the worst. Uh, the worst Al Pacino impression from *Son of a Woman*, but that's that's what I'm looking at here. I show you out of order. Instantly instantly a classic movie. It's a movie that actually has a ton of rewatchability. In my opinion, I've seen this movie countless times and every time I watch it, it I just feel like I enjoy it even more than the last time. And I was also obsessed just quick personal note on this movie. The restaurant in New York City that they go to, the one that has like the $30 cheeseburger or whatever, which actually by today's standards wouldn't even be that crazy, but back then uh, I mean, this movie came out in, let's see, when did this come out? Is it 92? 91, 92, something like that. Uh, that's an absurd price, but I digress. There's a restaurant in there called The Oak Room, and I remember as a kid, uh, me and some friends, we always talked one day that we're like, we're going to go to The Oak Room one day, and it just never happened. Kind of sad, so maybe i got to reunite the, the old the old school friends and and make that happen. But anyways, scent of a woman. Uh, we got another Steven Spielberg film here. It's the 20th anniversary limited edition Blu-ray of Schindler's list. Very depressing movie. Um, this is definitely a movie that I would say is it's, it's like the, the epitome of a movie. That's not, I I wouldn't even call it entertainment because I can't stand it when people just say like, ah, movies are just entertainment. A movie like this is not really entertainment. Like a movie like this is trying to send a message. It's trying to make you mourn for a loss of life. It's trying to make you understand the horrors of war. I mean, like there's there's so many things that this movie does and it does it exceptionally well, but that said, It is not exactly a movie that a person I would think would just casually watch it and be like, oh, yeah, like, that was fun. Like, no, this is Schindler's List. It's uh, anything but. All right, we got School of Rock on Blu-ray. Jack Black, fun music movie about him being Jack Black, teaching kids how to play the guitar. Fun movie. Uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, I have done a podcast on this, I know, from a good while back, so if you want to hear my thoughts on that, you can check that out, but I have that on Blu-ray. I have a double pack here, which traditionally I'm not a fan of, but if it's from like the same franchise or something like that, it's not a big deal. I have Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights. This is essentially Rush Hour in the Old West, and there's no Chris Tucker, it instead has Owen Wilson. I like both these movies, though I'll still say that Shanghai Noon is the best. Uh, okay, I have two 4K movies here. I got Sicario and Sicario Day of the Soldado. Sicario 1, it's still a lot better than the second one, but for a sequel that doesn't have uh, Denis Villeneuve at the helm, it's still actually a pretty solid sequel to you know to Sicario being the original. Um, I like both movies, but the first one... It is just a, a, a smidge better. Okay, I got to grab some more movies. Uh, let's see. I'll oh, put this... How do I do this without losing order? Ah, the movies. We'll do this. Hopefully my chair doesn't snap in half. Wouldn't that be funny? You probably wouldn't tell from the audio. Oh, my God. Of this. <coughs> yeah. All right, next up, we got Sideways with Paul Giamatti, Thomas Hayden Church, Virginia Madison, and Sandra Oh. Why did I say it like that? I'm not sure. Um, I think this was a big movie for a while. I know it was nominated for uh, a handful of Oscars, and I do think it won an Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay. <clears throat> uh, but that said, I've never really gone back and watched this movie a ton. I watched it once because I know it had some you know, academic clout behind it. Uh, and I think this movie inspired a lot of people to just get bombed off wine, frankly. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's a fine movie. Uh, I don't like, don't love it. Don't hate it. Uh, but it is a movie. It exists and it has wine in it. So I got sideways. Ooh, you know what I said about Schindler's List being a movie that's like deeply uh, affecting on many levels and it's not really entertainment, but it does have like profound messages in it. Well, the same thing could be said. About Martin Scorsese's movie Silence on Blu ray. Um, this is a deeply personal, like, passion project from what I understand from Martin Scorsese. Uh, a lot of his movies actually have um, a lot of religious themes to them, in fact. Uh, but this one is straight up all about uh, religion. Uh, and in fact, the religious angle that this is going for is a time in Japanese culture where Christianity was outlawed and people would be, like, straight up executed for it. And it has a lot to say about like religious conviction and a person or the lengths that a a person would go to, to protect, uh, and spread their beliefs. So it's, it's a very powerful film, uh, but it's just, it's just definitely not one that I would want to just casually watch again, but I am happy to own it because it, it was an impactful watch when I did watch it. Oh, hang on here. We got The Silence of the Lambs. Have the lambs stopped screaming, Clarice. Or, in fact, did you put the, the lotion in the basket? That's that's not true. It's more, did you, you put the lotion in the basket? Uh, uh, uh. Crazy Buffalo Bill. Uh, I had The Silence of the Lambs on Blu-ray. I would like to actually get the 4K of this because this is just an, just an immac- immaculate. That's not what I'm, I was trying to say immaculate, immaculate. This is... An impeccable film—that's the word I was looking for. It's an impeccable film. Um, Jonathan Demme classic. You have Anthony Hopkins winning an Oscar for such a short amount of screen time, but it's so—it it sticks with you. It just sticks with you, and it is a—it's an amazing movie. So I'm happy to have it. Uh, Silver Linings Playbook, I was obsessed with this movie when it came out in 2012. Um, Love the ensemble casting. Very good feel-good movie. You could watch this and get a lot of a uh, lot of enjoyment out of it the more times that you watch it. And this is also one where I read the book. Um, interesting for fans of the book of this movie, the book has a very different ending than what this movie has. And, and that was something that at the time I was a little... Not taken back, but I was surprised by it when I read the book that it was like just so, so different <clears throat> than the ending of the actual movie. But I also respect David O'Russell for ending it the way he did as opposed to the book. Because if he did end it <clears throat> the way that the book ended, it would have just made the movie actually just feel vastly different uh, than, the, than the overall movie that he made. Uh, at least that's my thoughts. But in any case, I really like the movie. Uh, oh my God, I got movies falling all over the place here. <clears throat> Hang on. Uh, okay. I got signs on Blu-ray. I've done a podcast on this as well, so I'm just not going to say anything more about that. Oh, this one's great. I have Simpsons, uh, the Simpsons movie. Uh, I love me some Simpsons. It's been a while since I've watched it, uh, you know, to the extent that I watched it when I was younger, but I really enjoyed the movie, I remember the movie was such a big deal when it came out. Uh, when we saw it, we actually were in like the very front row of the theater where you have like those neck-breaking seats where you have to you know bend your head up <clears throat> at an angle that is not natural for for human beings. Uh, but in any case, the Simpsons movie is fantastic. It has a lot of jokes in it that are are still. <clears throat> excuse me. It has a lot of jokes in it that I would actually argue are a little bit almost on the risque side. Even some jokes that I'm sure some people today would be like, oh, that's that's offensive. Ooh, ooh. What is it, Ned? The good Lord is telling me to confess to something. But I don't care about all that. I like the movie and I'm happy to own it on Blu-ray. Let's see. Sin City. Man, Sin City. There is a lot of things I could say about this. It's one of the most purest comic book adaptations I think I've ever seen. Uh, love the, the direction by the creator of the comic, Frank Miller, Robert Rodriguez, even have Quentin Tarantino guest directing a particular scene, being the scene with, uh, Clive Owen talking to dead Benicio del Toro in the car. Um, has a terrific cast. Um, You know, an amazing look to it, and it's a very, very enjoyable movie. And also, was sort of an early, I don't want to say comeback movie, but it was a a career highlight, I think, for Mickey Rourke uh, playing the character Marv. Just this big, gruff badass that has a shovel for a face. But, uh, yeah, Sin City. Too bad that the sequel, I will say that, yeah, too bad that the sequel uh, didn't nearly hold up as well as the original. I'd still like to watch the sequel again cuz I don't think it was like terrible, but if it's it's not really anything compared to the first one. First one is still a, a great movie. Ooh, we got The Shawshank Redemption on 4K. This is a phenomenal looking 4K. It is definitely one of the like, you know, top 10 greatest films of all time, even arguably the best film of all time. It's so good. I've seen it 10 billion times. I'll probably watch another 10 billion times and get as much enjoyment out of it as the first time because it's that good. And I just dropped the movie. Let me pick that up. Uh, I got The Shape of Water on 4K. Um, This movie will always have a special place in my heart because it's the first movie that I watched uh, together with my now wife, Isola. Izola. Um it's like our first like real date movie together and we both really, really enjoy the movie, so it it has a special place in my heart for that reason, and it's also a good movie. Though I still wonder how his fish plumbing actually works. For those that have seen the movie, you'll know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh okay. I have The Shining on 4K. I've also done a podcast on this, so I'm not going to go into detail on that, but it's a terrific, terrific horror movie, one of my favorites. Um, let's see. I have a, I have Shoot 'Em up on Blu-ray. I think I've done a podcast on this as well, so I'm going to keep rolling. Uh, I have the sixth sense on Blu-ray. Okay. I, I've, I've definitely done a podcast on this as well with my friend Glenn. Uh, check that episode out. It's actually, we have a good, we have a lot of fun in that episode. All right. Next up, we got smoking aces on Blu-ray. Um, one thing that always sticks out in my mind about this movie is the score from uh, Clint Mansell. I want to say. Let me just double check, make sure I have that correct here. Yes. Um, this is the guy that did the music for the movie Moon. Um, God, he's done a lot of really good uh, film scores, but this is one of my favorites. And it's also a very good Joe Carnahan movie if you're a fan of that filmmaker. <laughs> Uh, I got Bong Joon-ho's uh, Snowpiercer. This is the uh, same director of the movie Parasite, uh, which eventually went on to win uh, best, uh, best Picture at the Oscars. Uh, Snowpiercer, I think, has <clears throat> it's gained more popularity since its release because I still remember when this movie came out that like not a lot of people, at least in American audiences, from what I could tell, were really even aware that this movie was existed. It, it didn't release to a ton of theaters. Um, <clears throat> but the premise of it is so cool. And it's based off a graphic novel that I want to say, let me see. I want to say that I, I want to say that the director actually had some involvement in the creation of the graphic novel, but I'm really not certain, but I know it's a different movie for Chris Evans who mostly plays, you know, Captain America and he plays very, clean good guy people and in this he's a he's a bit of a mixed bag and definitely uh definitely questionable some of the things he's done and there's also great supporting performances by uh the late great john hurt uh as well as ed harris and it's uh just a very creative dark science fiction film so check check out snowpiercer if you haven't seen it uh let's see uh the social network on blu-ray this is actually a very neat uh, Blu-ray case, just as far as like package design goes for movies. It says on the front of it, "You don't get to 500 million friends without making a few enemies." And then it has a picture of Jesse Eisenberg. It says, "Punk, profit, genius, billionaire, traitor." Um, and then it just has like some really cool stills from the movie. It's one thing I've always really actually appreciated about David Fincher films is. His, his package design in a lot of his movies uh, is, is is different. It's, it's not traditional for um, physical media releases. So I really, really appreciate that. And I can also tell you that <clears throat> The Social Network is a very, very rewatchable movie. Um, and though it, I've heard that it's not like super, super accurate to um, all the events that transpired into making Facebook, but I think it still gets a lot of the overall things of its story. Correct. But, uh, yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, next we got a little film here that not a lot of people I think have seen or really talked about that much, but it's solitary man with Michael Douglas. I'm a big Michael Douglas fan. And sometimes it's hard to explain with him, but I get in like a Douglas mood and I'm sure other film people out there can relate when it's like, you're kind of in the mood to watch a particular, Actor and and their personality and and Michael Douglas is truly to me one of a kind. Like he has a, a cool edge about him as as a person. It carries through to a lot of his characters. He's very charismatic, confident, and, and sometimes I really just like watching him as a performer. And and Solitary Man is a nice little movie uh, about a man and it has he's definitely having a midlife crisis and he just can't seem to get his shit together and he's you know pulling his family into the middle of it and making enemies and losing friends uh but at the same time you're kind of rooting for him in a weird way too so it's uh it's very very unconventional story i guess of a midlife crisis but i i really really enjoy the movie also it has jesse eisenberg from the social network in it Oh God! This is definitely one I need to do a dedicated podcast episode on sometime, and that is Mel Brooks' Spaceballs. Always wish that they had made a sequel, being Spaceballs Two: The Search for More Money. I would go see that shit in a heartbeat. But love me some Spaceballs. Okay, I got Spartacus on 4K. Now I'll be I'll be real with the screen speak community. I love Stanley Kubrick. I respect him a lot. I think he is a pioneer pioneer in the filmmaking world. I think he's done things that no other filmmaker has done. Uh, I love Kirk Douglas, too. I mean, I like Paths of Glory. I I like some of those older films. But this is not one that I'm gonna go back and re-watch a lot I really I think purely own this just out of historical appreciation and maybe every once in a while I might want to go back and just check it out to remind myself how older movies were were made I'm sorry sorry I just I I don't have a ton of love for Spartacus I, I'm sure it's like sacrilege to the hardcore film community people out there but I do own it I do own it and it does look good on 4k for for an older film I'll tell you that Okay, got The Spectacular Now on Blu-ray. Uh, Miles Teller, Shane Woodley. Uh, very, very good and, and very authentic feeling, uh, romantic, drama. Uh, I don't want to say comedy. I'll, I'll, I'll say dramedy, something like that. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very good movie. Very, very good movie. Okay, I have The 4K of Spider-Man No Way Home. I have done a podcast on this, so I'm not going to talk about that. But I can definitely tell you of the, I don't know, what, what is this, like Phase 4 or Phase 5? Is this Phase 4 of the MCU? I don't really know. It's it's definitely one of the best, but I would only really say that's the case because of all the callback material from previous Spider-Man films. But hey, uh, it's fantastic. And it was also super great to see Tobey Maguire back as Spider-Man. <clears throat> uh, oh, I got Spotlight here on Blu-ray. This is actually one that, despite the severe, heavy subject matter, I actually really like going back and re-watching this. It's like a modern-day All the President's Men, uh, that movie with Robert Redford and Dustin Hoffman. Uh, really, really strong, strong cast in this movie. It's telling a super compelling story, and it's excellently written and directed um, Directed by Tom McCarthy and then also co-written by uh, Tom McCarthy and Josh uh, Josh Singer. Yeah, I think I'm saying that right. Uh, really, really, really great movie. Uh, I would definitely, definitely recommend watching that. <clears throat> Ooh, we got the 25th anniversary Blu-ray of Stand By Me. This is a movie that I, I really don't go back and rewatch it a ton. I know it's a classic by a lot of people's eyes, and, and I would certainly say it is to me, but I just don't know why I don't go back and re-watch this movie a ton. Though every time I do... I'm just like, damn, I need to watch this movie more. And in fact, I think I need to set it out to a side so that I actually remember to watch it here. <clears throat> uh, okay, next I have a independent film. This is definitely a very smaller film uh, called The Stanford Prison Experiment. And this is the Blu-ray. Uh, I remember the reason that I got this movie is because one, I remember that shortly, after our, uh, shortly before I saw the trailer for this, it just so happened that this story got taught in an intro to psych class that I took uh, when I was going to college. And so I heard about the story through a class in college, and then they just happened to be making a movie about it uh, around the same time that I heard about the story. Um, it's also, it's not really one that I've gone back and watched a ton. It does have a really big, terrific cast to it. Uh, but it's also, it's, it's, it's a disturbing, disturbing true story, just kind of into the lengths that people will go to humiliate and belittle somebody if they think that it'll make them feel good. I'm not, I'm I'm definitely not saying this correct. Uh, I I need to go back and check this out, but it's, it's a very, very interesting movie. Okay. I've completed one pile, so I need to grab another pile of films so that we can keep this going. So take a break for a second, everybody. I'm going to grab some more movies here to talk about. See. All right. <clears throat> On 4K, I have a star is born in the shah ha ha hello. In the Shallow, I got this 4K movie. Uh, okay, not true. Um, I really like A Star is Born. I will tell you the truth. I've never seen the one with Barbra Streisand and Chris Christopherson. I know there's one before that. Haven't seen it. This is the only one I've seen. <clears throat> I really think Bradley Cooper has an eye for directing. I think he has come a long way as an actor. And I also think that Lady Gaga is pretty damn good in this movie, though I do think it helps that she's playing a musician because, of course, that's what she is uh, primarily uh, in her real life is a a hell of a musician and an artist. But she's great in this movie. I haven't actually seen her yet in the Ridley Scott movie House of Gucci, and I was curious about watching that because it's like really her... It was her next big movie after A Star Is Born where she's not... Leaning on the music angle to just be an actress in a movie, so I'll have to check that out at some point. But I, I really enjoy *A Star Is Born*, and I also, incidentally, really enjoyed um, the one scene with Dave Chappelle in it. I, I really like that they got him to just be in the movie, and it's not that long, but his scene was his scene was pretty cool to me. Hang on here. I'm actually <clears throat> I'm actually gonna uh, get up for a second. I'll put in some more waiting music here. And I gotta, I gotta grab some water here because my, my voice is just like, Ugh, if, I, if I'm gonna make it through this, I gotta get some water. So one moment here. <coughs> Okay, I am back. Had to grab some water here. My voice was about to give out and break down. So, <clears throat> thank you for waiting. Alright, uh, let's see. I got Stargate here on Blu-ray. Um, it's great, great film. I l- always love the premise of this. It just really, really opens up the imagination. So, Stargate. <clears throat> uh, okay, for you Trekkies out there, this one's for you. I have the 10 movie collection of star trek films so <clears throat> <Exatos> let's see how fast i can read these off so we got star trek the motion picture star trek 2 the wrath of khan star trek 3 the search for spock star trek 4 the voyage home star trek 5 the final frontier star trek 6 the undiscovered Country, star trek generation star trek first contact star trek insurrection and star trek nemesis okay i'm actually surprised i i did that <hana> without stuttering um yeah I, I, I'm not like a mega mega Trekkie by any means like I I, I do appreciate Star Trek and I like it. Uh, I remember I got this because there was a sale and I want to say it actually may have come from last year's like Black Friday or Cyber Monday. I would need to go back uh, and double check that but in any case I guess if I'm giving my quick thoughts on all the Star Trek movies in here I'll be real with you there's several that I haven't seen. I have seen The Wrath of Khan because that is not only considered a a great Star Trek movie, but it's just considered a great movie. So I've definitely seen that. Um, But beyond that, I've never seen Star Trek The Motion Picture or The Search for Spock and and all those sequels, but I have seen all the Next Generation movies, Generations and First Contact and so on. Uh, I think of the Next Gen movies because that's more the Star Trek I'm familiar with. Um, Star Trek First Contact is my favorite of those And the closest second to that would actually probably be Nemesis. I I thought it ended on a relative high note. But in any case, I got a lot of Star Trek movies in a box set on Blu-ray. Let's see. As if I wasn't done talking about Star Trek yet, I do have Star Trek, uh, the Blu-ray. This was uh, J.J. Abrams' reboot that he did. Was this back in 2009? Yeah, it was back in 2009. Um, <clears throat> I really like this movie. Really, really like it. I think Nero, uh, played by Eric Banna is a super underrated villain of all of the Star Trek villains that have come out. It has happened. I watched it happen. I saw it happen. Don't tell me it didn't happen. Uh, really bro- thought that this movie brought a lot of fresh life into Star Trek at the time. It's just kind of a shame that after like into darkness and then they did that one directed by Justin Lin, that was okay. Uh, the new rebooted franchise just sort of lost its footing and may never come back. So it's, it's kind of a shame, but at least we'll always have this one. Uh, okay. <clears throat> I have three steel books here. I have star, uh, star Wars, the phantom menace, star Wars, attack of the clones and star Wars, revenge of the Sith, all of which I would like to get the eventual forecast for, but I'm not like in a mega rush to get these on a higher definition. Uh, but I like these steel books. They are pretty cool. <clears throat> and what I do like is that on the back of them, they have the original poster artwork uh, that was made for each of the movies. And, and I always like the the look of the Star Wars posters and artwork. So nice to have that for the physical media. And I do like the prequels. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm not even going to be like one of those people that's like, oh, like the prequels are a guilty pleasure compared to the the original trilogy. Like, you know what? You know, forget that. I was not alive for the original trilogy coming out. I really respect them. I like them. But the prequels, I guess, for me, were like my theatrical Star Wars movies that I got to be uh, a part of the generation that viewed them. And so they do hold a special place in my heart, but not just for nostalgic sake. It's one thing I'll respect. It's one thing I'll respect about George Lucas over... When J.J. Abrams took over and and started to make the now abysmal trilogy, the the you know seven, eight, and nine, um, George Lucas at least always held true to his vision, and I think he sometimes had too many people around them that he had like yes men because of all the clout and notoriety that he gained from being the creator of Star Wars. I don't think he always had people to rein him in, but I never doubted him as a visionary for what he was doing. And he always had a beginning and a middle and an end plan for the story. And that was clear through all three of the prequels. So despite some of the problems with like, you know, Jar Jar and you know, whiny bitchy Anakin in attack of the clones and so on, I still have a lot of respect and admiration for the people involved in the making of these movies. And I still, I still really enjoy the movies. Uh, revenge of the Sith is, is probably my favorite. Uh, super bad on blu-ray. Uh, I, I gotta talk about this for a second. So super bad. If I had to say like a movie that so accurately captures what it was like during my time of high school, super bad is awfully, awfully close. Not saying I have the same experiences as those, as the main characters in the movie, but the way that they depicted high school and the way that the kids talked and just the time, you know, there wasn't like, you know, social media and the smartphones and everything like that. It was definitely very true to when I was in high school. So I really appreciate the movie for that. And I also think that this movie is just freaking hilarious. And Jonah Hill is so, I mean, one, I think he's a hell of a performer and he's come, to long, he's come a long, long way uh, as an artist. But I think he's just so good at playing a funny asshole <laughs> uh, in movies. Not sure if he'd probably th- uh, take too kindly to me saying that, but I mean it in the highest praise. Like he's he's so funny in this movie. Oh, this one definitely recommend it for people that have not seen it. And you know what? Actually, uh, let me. Uh, I gotta bring up my Spotify here, folks, because I've said in the past where I'm like, oh, I've done a done a podcast on this. I've done a podcast on this, but. I really can't remember if I did do a podcast on this movie. I think I did, but I'm going to go back and just take a quick peek here through the history of Screenspeak, so let's see. Did I talk about Swiss Army Man? Because that's the movie I'm holding in my hand. I sure did. It's episode 17 of the podcast, so I'm going to skip past this one, but, ah, God, I love this movie. And uh, I'm also, uh, I'll say this, I am excited because... I did order the Daniels uh, follow-up film, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Never got around to seeing it in the theater, but I heard terrific things about it, so I ordered the 4K of it on uh, Black Friday, so that'll eventually be showing up. So, in the meantime, though, Swiss Army Man is a great movie. <clears throat> Alright, this one here I have is Swingers on Blu-ray. This is a extremely rewatchable movie, very very comforting movie if you've ever been dumped by a woman or you're trying to figure out why you can't find the right woman or you're just trying to figure out your life and you're just like nothing's working out for me everything sucks right now um if you've ever had anything like that happen in your life this is a movie that I think will help you through that but it's also very very smart uh I love Jon Favreau I think he is He's also somebody that's just come a long way in his career, but I think he is a very talented writer, uh, as well as eventual director, but writer, I think of him first and foremost, I think of him as a writer, a actor, and then also a director, but he does a little bit of it, a little bit of all of it, except the directing in this This was directed by, uh, want to say Doug Lyman, uh, who eventually did one of the, I think he did the Born Identity. Someone could check me on that, but I really, really like this movie. This one also made Vince Vaughn into a star. He really broke into the scene with this one. He's, he's terrific. He's so so damn funny and, and charismatic in this movie, and it's uh it's also it's also just cool. This is a very cool movie. I, I, I sound so stupid. Like oh, it's, it's so cool. It's so it's so neat. Uh, but yeah, sh- shit, I, I freaking love Swingers. All right, gotta grab another pile all right oh shoot move the microphone a little bit i'm gonna get some more water here okay Uh, let's see i got super 8 on 4k um i think i got this actually in a clearance section once at target and I'd like to go back and watch it. I only watched this once. I don't remember a hell of a lot about it, but I just figured for the spectacle and it being on 4K, and I think I paid like $8 for it, it would probably be worth having. So eventually I will get around to re-watching this because I just don't really have a ton of thoughts or memory of the movie. <clears throat> uh, let's see. I got Take Me Home Tonight on Blu-ray. This is... Yeah, I mean, there's going to be people that will argue that this is a mediocre rom-com sort of movie, or a, you know, a wannabe of Days and Confused because it's sort of a day in the life movie and it's set in a, a particular time period. In this case, the '80s. But what I will tell you about this movie is, I really like the cast of characters, and I have a soft spot for Dan Fogler in movies. He is. Not gonna say of a Jonah Hill type, but he has a very funny physical energy about his comedy whenever he does it. Uh, but I also just think that the movie it has some elements that are just relatable. You know, it has like the everyman trying to get with the girl, and there's fun 80s music, and there's things in there that I enjoyed. Um, but I I can also understand if people aren't gonna go back and say that this movie is the greatest thing ever made. It's it's not, but. I've always, I've always really enjoyed this movie, and I've probably watched it a bit more times than I care to admit. Okay, I have a very cool Blu-ray edition here of <clears throat> Taxi Driver. There is a 4K of this. Eventually, I will get it, but for now, I just have uh, this Blu-ray of it. And it actually, I'm looking at it right now. I haven't even opened this. It comes with like these little, little cardboard little cutouts of the original film posters that they made for the movie. And actually, what is, is this something in here? No, that's just part of the case. So I've never actually opened these, so I'm just going to leave it in there. It's a very cool, uh, Blu-ray edition of it. Um, something I should probably go back and check out just cause it's always cited as one of the best mill, uh, I was about to say best mills, uh, best films, uh, ever made and certainly has a, a hell of an ending. I'll tell you that. Taxi driver. Uh, got the terminal here. Uh, this is, this is. I don't want to say top three Spielberg films for me, but I, I have rewatched this movie probably more than any other Steven Spielberg film. It's so charming. It's so romantic. It's so sweet. I love Tom Hanks. I love Catherine Zeta-Jones in the movie. And I had no idea that this was actually loosely based on a real man's life. Uh, the real man, I can't think of his name, I'll try to put it in the description of this episode if anyone wants to learn more about it. But I know he just died uh, recently, which is kind of sad. And I think he lived in an airport terminal for far longer than Tom Hanks' character does. But for those of you that haven't seen this movie, I actually really think there's a lot to appreciate in this. And I don't think this movie got its credit nearly enough when it came out. Um, so if you ever want to go back and just watch a very clever uh, funny, romantic, sweet movie with Tom Hanks. Uh, definitely, definitely check out the terminal. <clears throat> dun, 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 ba, dun 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 Uh, all right, I have the Terminator anthology set on Blu-ray, so we have a handful of Terminator films here. We have The Terminator, Terminator 2: Judgment Day, Terminator 3: Rise of the Machines, and Terminator Salvation. Uh, so of course, I got to give quick thoughts on each of these. The Terminator, think it's I mean it's the one that started it all. I like that it had the more gritty B-movie horror vibe to it. I always actually wish that the rebooted. Uh, Several of the rebooted Terminator films would have taken a a note from that original or tried to maybe go back to basics on that. Just don't think it ever happened. Quite frankly, I don't think it ever will. Uh, But I do like the Terminator for that. But everybody's favorite Terminator film, and of course mine included, is Terminator 2 Judgment Day. It is one of the few movies where it takes the concept of the original, builds off of it, and not only that, besides or sorry not only does it build off of it it takes it into new and exciting directions while also having a bigger budget behind it better camera work behind it and it's just an overall better movie than the original and it's also i would say one of the greatest action films ever made it's very very good and it still holds up then there's terminator 3 rise of the machines which i remember at the time was pretty much universally panned for just being lazy and just being not nearly, not nearly as good as its predecessor, which to be, I mean, to be fair, it's very hard for anybody to measure up to that. Like that movie is like lightning in a bottle. So I don't even know if you can recapture that, but <clears throat> in any case, Terminator three, um, there are some things that I think work in it. Uh, I actually like the casting of Nick Stahl um, as, as a slightly older John Connor, and i like i like some of the things that arnold did they they had some interesting ideas in it uh but it it's it's still it's still pretty much a letdown of the film though it does have some enjoyment and then and then i think the one that's that's hardest to swallow here at least in this set is terminator salvation and i say that because terminator salvation to me it's like the premise and the direction that they were promising to go for this was so, like, exciting. Like, as fans of The Terminator, you're like, oh my god, they're, they're not actually going to do a time travel thing. They're just going to stay in the future and fight the machines. This sounds like post-apocalyptic mayhem awesomeness. And there is some of that there. And visually, this is a great-looking movie. But it just lacks a hell of a lot of the heart and, and clever storytelling methods that Terminator One and Terminator 2 had. and also just some really I don't know some kind of really shitty decisions, especially with Sam Worthy, uh Sam Worthington's character. just ugh. I don't know it, it's, it's a shame. it's like I, I sometimes do go back and watch the movie because I appreciate some of the things that it's doing, but it's still it's still kind of a letdown uh, for a Terminator movie. Uh, and, but then thankfully I don't really own the other ones. There's, what is there? There's Terminator Genesis. That movie sucked. There's Terminator Dark Fate. That one, I think a lot of people wanted it to be good. It was promised that were, that they were going to be going back to basics. Uh, and instead they just, they just really screwed the pooch with that one. So I don't think I'll ever own those other two, but for now I have these other ones. Uh, and, and yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have those and I'll be happy with that. Uh, let's see, I have a, a smaller film uh, called Thanks for Sharing with Mark Ruffalo and Tim Robbins. Uh, Mark Ruffalo is a sex addict in this movie, and it's uh, it's just a really, I, I mean, it's a dramedy for sure, some comedy, some romance, but mostly a drama. Um, this is a movie that's very, <clears throat> very intriguing for anybody that is interested in the subject of addiction, and... You know, more so on the sexual addiction side, because most times if we see addicts in movies, it's always, you know, alcoholism or drug addicts. But sex addicts and a film about the subject, it's there's not many I can think of that even touch it. Uh, and I think this movie is very smart about the ways that it handles the material. John Carpenter's *The Thing*. Um, I don't really have a ton to say about that. I, I appreciate the the makeup work and special effects. But I, I, I don't actually really love this movie, but I have it, so there you go. Uh <clears throat> I have the four K of three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, Sam Rockwell. All I'll say is that he absolutely deserved the Oscar for that movie. Uh There Will Be Blood. Oh shit. There will be blood. Okay. Daniel Day-Lewis, I mean, a lot of people give him shit for his method acting and his absurd approach to sometimes how far he gets into character, but damn it, it was super worth it for this movie. And oh my god, that milkshake scene. I mean, come on. The milkshake scene. If you have a milkshake and I have a milkshake and I have a straw, there it is. That's the straw, you see. Watching My straw reaches across the room and starts to drink your milkshake. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Uh, An interesting documentary that Peter Jackson made called They Shall Not Grow Old. I do have that. Um, not something that I would go back and watch a ton, but I really enjoy that it's mostly told from the point of view of people that were alive for world war one. And he takes and meticulously restores several old world war one photographs in the color. Uh, and, and it's a, it's a very, very personal film actually. Cause I didn't realize that Peter Jackson actually has family that served in world war one and he's a very big history buff. Uh, so if anybody was very into history or they liked World War One, wanted to see compelling documentaries about that, this is one that I would check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor Ragnarok on 4K. Um, th- I mean, this is definitely a, a movie that I think kickstarted Thor into being a more exciting, uh, jovial character. Um, a lot of people gave shit to the sequel Thor, Love and Thunder. I did see it in theaters. I was gonna do a podcast on it at one point, but I don't think. Yeah, no, I, ne- I never did it. It might happen one day, but we'll, we'll see. I didn't. I didn't love the sequel nearly as much as I like Thor Ragnarok, but I still liked parts of it. And I also think I got a a very good deal for Black Friday for that movie, so that'll eventually also show up as well. Uh, don't know when, but soon. Uh, but for now, I'll say Thor Ragnarok. It's a very colorful film. It's very good. The quality on 4K. I actually checked it out not that long ago. So, if you're into all those MCU movies, this is probably a must-have, especially if you have 4K. Ho 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 ho. Okay. It's Titanic on Blu-ray. Eventually, I think a 4K is coming for this, and I'll probably upscale it on that once I get it. I'm a sucker for this movie. I will do a podcast on this movie at some point. I know I will. Love, love, love this movie. I get teary-eyed every time I watch it, and James Cameron, I don't want to say he can do no wrong, but he can can pretty much do no wrong in my eyes. Also, that said, I am so beyond pumped for Avatar The Way of Water. Definitely going to have to do an Avatar podcast before that comes out, but uh, damn, I'll just say, t- Titanic, it's amazing, amazing movie. <clears throat> Alright, I'm going to rapid fire through the last, excuse me, hang on, <clears throat> I'm going to rapid fire through these next couple ones here to just keep the pace going. Got Tommy Boy on Blu-ray, this is all-time classic comedy, seen in a billion times, probably we'll see it many more times. Uh, Top 5 with Chris Rock Underrated Chris Rock movie If you appreciate Chris Rock And I think a lot more people do After he got slapped in the face at the Oscars um, Go back and check out this movie Very, very smart And I always really like the ending of this movie It just ends on a perfect note Uh, I have the 4K of Total Recall Uh, Just love Arnold Seeing his eyeballs get sucked out of his sockets On the Mars atmosphere (laughs) Uh, i tanya this is a unconventional biopic about tanya harding enjoyable not sure if i would want to go back and rewatch it but i did find the story interesting and margot robbie or sorry margot robbie she's uh she's very good very good in the movie i had the 4k of the town now i know my one, one of my more recent episodes was uh on the movie heat and its book the sequel heat 2 the town, I think, is the closest we've gotten to a movie being as good as Heat as we're gonna get. Um, not saying it's like Heat, but it's it's up there. I mean, it's it's a very good movie. Really think this is a strong movie, and I would also argue it's Ben Affleck's best movie that he's not only starred in, uh, but directed. Uh, I got Train to Busan on Blu-ray. This is a I want to say I want to say it's Korean. Is it Korean or Thai? Let me see if I can figure this out. Uh, Let's see. Mm. Yeah, it's Korean. It's a zombie film. Very entertaining zombie film. Uh, I don't know if this is a movie that I would go back and check out extensively, but I can tell you that it is creative for a zombie movie. There are some exciting zombie kills in this movie, and it is an overall good time for a zombie movie. And I tried to watch foreign films or, or more foreign films when I had the chance, and I would recommend this one. Never got around though to seeing its its sequel, The Train to Peninsula, or whatever. All right, we got another classic here, Training Day. Denzel, Ethan Hawke. Uh, you know what, what is the classic quote from this movie? I, I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna go crazy if I can't remember it. King Kong ain't got shit on me. Yeah, yeah, powerful stuff right there. And this is a movie that keeps you on your toes. Let me tell you, Denzel is. Charming, but he's also very scary in this movie. Fantastic. All right, we made it through another pile. How many piles? How many piles left do I have? I uh, got two to three, I guess. Let's just let's let's keep going. Ah, uh, let's keep going here. Okay. Grab some more. I'm grabbing them. Ugh. Okay. It's like a marathon, isn't it? Like talking through all these. It's fun. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm having fun going through all these things, but it's like, damn. It is just a lot of movies to cover, and I try to do it without wasting too much breath. So, I don't know. Why why did I feel the need to share that with you? I don't know. You're here. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's move through these. Got the transporter. Got the Transporter 2. I don't have the Transporter 3 because quite uh, quite frankly, I think the Transporter 3 sucks. And then there's a reboot one that I have no interest in because without Jason Statham, you got no Transporter. Uh, I have Tremors Attack Pack. So there are four Tremors movies on here. We have Tremors, Tremors 2 Aftershocks, Tremors 3 Back to Perfection, and Tremors 4 The Legend Begins. Tremors, the first one. Phenomenal! I've done a podcast on it. Go listen to it. Uh, I think I also maybe touched on Tremors 2 Aftershocks in that same podcast, or at least I mentioned it. Really like that. Fred Ward, he was cool. Liked him a lot. I remember Tremors 3 has ass blasters, I want to say, and that's definitely when it started getting pretty silly. And I've never seen Tremors 4 or any of the other sequels. Don't know if I ever will. Oh my god, Tron Legacy. Talk about a movie that should have gotten a sequel and also should have made even more money than it did. This movie kicks ass. Not just because of the Daft Punk score, but because it is a special effects marvel. I love the direction from Joseph Kaczynski in this movie. And and, and hell, you know what? Maybe because Joseph Kaczynski made a shitload of money off of Top Gun Maverick he could maybe go back now and say, "Hey, man, I delivered the goods with Top Gun. Let me make that Tron Legacy sequel." I'm not, su- I'm not sure how much interest he has in this, but I just, I really, really dig this movie, and I love, um, I just love it as a legacy sequel. It's not perfect, but I do think it delivers on a lot of the goods and and gives a nice, uh, nice conclusion at least to the to the Tron story. But it, it still, it, it could have continued. It could have continued, and maybe one day will. Tropic Thunder. They actually have a new 4K release of this movie that I want to get. This is hysterical. Just a complete satire, um, very self-aware comedy about some of the ridiculous nature of Hollywood and some of its bullshit, frankly. Uh, But... I love this movie. I think it's hilarious. I saw it in theaters multiple times. So, so very happy to own the movie. Uh, Troy, the director's cut. Um, probably my favorite Wolfgang Peterson film. And it also has the hilariously terrible insult, uh, the you sack of wine. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, this next one actually isn't a movie, but it is still in my collection. I have the first season of True Detective on Blu-ray. Season two is definitely a much more mixed bag, and and not nearly not nearly as as compelling as the first uh, season. <clears throat> but what I like about the first season of True Detective is once you finish it, the story is over. It's an anthology series, so you can still finish one season and not have to watch it to watch the next season in. And Matthew McConaughey is, he's just on fire in this, in this series. I think it's one of the best performances of his career. Okay, I got The Truman Show on Blu-ray. I need to do a podcast on this. I'll probably say that, <clears throat> excuse me. I need to do a podcast on this movie. I've probably said that uh, about several movies when I go through these movie collections, but this movie just hit me when I saw it I've seen it several times and it just gets me every time and there's so many really interesting themes that this movie explores especially especially like today it would be interesting to talk about just because of its on its subject of surveillance and privacy and and a person you know just being able to live their life without everybody watching them it's uh it's very very good movie personal Jim Carrey favorite uh, okay, i got Toy Story 1, <clears throat> Toy Story 2, and Toy Story 3 on Blu-ray. Eventually, it would be nice to get the 4Ks, but for now, I'm satisfied with the Blu-rays. Toy Story 1 is my favorite, followed closely by Toy Story 2. And some people would say Toy Story 3 is their favorite, um, but I don't know. I just The third Toy Story, I don't ever go back and re-watch it as much as the first two. Not really sure exactly why. And then Toy Story 4... I don't own it, but I didn't love it, Um, but I'm sure eventually I'll end up getting it just because I'm a bit of a completionist at heart. Uh, Okay, Uh, this next one is not a movie, but it is a concert, and I will say this. If you can get a concert on Blu-ray or 4K if they have any, I actually really think it's worth it. Uh, One, it goes to support the bands that you you like and want to support their their work and, and, and champion it. Uh, But then, too, it actually just makes for a really fun watch. Or if you have a bunch of people over, it's like having a concert in your living room. It's great. So this one I have is U2 360 at the Rose Bowl. Um, Personal note for everybody out there, I'm a big U2 fan. I I really, really am. Um, U2 was the first really huge concert I got to see. I didn't see them at the Rose Bowl for this one, but I got to see them in 2011 in Chicago at Soldier's Field. Um, still to this day is one of the greatest shows in my life that I've ever been to. And I just love you too. So sometimes I go back and check this out and just have a good jam to, to you too. Okay. I have the 4k of unbreakable. One of M night Shyamalan's best movies and a very nice looking 4k. I might add, I have uncut gems or uncut anxiety. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uncut gems starring Adam Sandler. This is one of Adam Sandler's first serious movies that he's done in a very long time. Uh, really wish he would have gotten at least an Oscar nomination for this movie. Uh, I definitely think he deserved it. And while some people would say that, holy shit, this movie was so nerve-wracking, why would you want to go back and rewatch it? From a filmmaking perspective, this is, this is one of those movies that's just like the epitome of what you want a film experience to be. You know, you have... A very charismatic lead. And you also have a lead that is going into a genre that he does not typically do. He's known for mostly comedy. So him doing a thriller is is certainly out of his realm that he does. So it's surprising. So it keeps you interested and invested as an audience member. But then the Safdie brothers, they have this way. I've noticed because I've seen a couple of their films. I, I watched Good Time and, I, and I've seen this. Uh, one second i've watched good time and and i've seen uncut gems and one talent that the safties really have is they have this knack for making dialogue seem so unrehearsed and natural like you almost don't even think and you don't even realize that you're watching a movie sometimes because it's so seamless and people they talk more realistically sometimes in their movies they're interrupting each other they're talking over each other it's it's a bit chaotic um, and stressful too, but sometimes like stressful situations like that, people aren't going to just calmly say things they're, they're going to be erratic. And, and, and these movies, uh, certainly have that feel or the Safety brothers movies so far have this feel, but uncut gems is, is a real favorite of mine. And, and one that I would recommend watching, even though it's going to stress the shit out of you, it's just, it's a really, really good movie. Uh, I have The Untouchables. This is the 30th anniversary of The Untouchables. I would like to get this on 4K. They recently, this year, released a new 4K for it. Uh, I'll, I'll get it eventually, but for now, I'll, I will say I was obsessed with this movie for a long time. I practically wanted to be Elliot Ness and Sean Connery and any one of The Untouchables. They were so cool at the time. And Robert De Niro is just one of my favorites. <clears throat> Uh, I have Up on Blu-ray. This definitely needs to get a 4K upgrade in my collection. Maybe one day it will. I'll say this is a a personal favorite Pixar film of mine. Um, Very sad, that that frickin' opening, oh my god. Uh, Up in the Air. I have rewatched this movie countless times because I think the writing and direction from Jason Reitman is very, very good. Uh, I know it's based on a book. Haven't read the book, but I would like to. But George Clooney is... I think he gives one of his career best performances in this movie. And I also just think the subject matter is is so interesting and devastating when it comes to the subject of corporations laying off tons of people. It's just—it's—it's it's interesting and sad at the same time. But uh, it's, a, it's a very good movie. Uh, and the last one I have here in this pile. And then I think... I think I can knock this out in one more pile of films and I will be done talking about the collection is us. I have us the 4K. This was Jordan Peele's follow-up to Get Out. Um I like Get Out a lot better than this movie, but it is a creepy movie. Doppelgangers as a whole is a kind of creepy subject and but but then the end of the the end of this movie kind of steers into very grandiose territory and I feel like the movie reached a bit further than it had the merit to do so, if that makes sense. Uh, but in any case, I do own it. All right. Let's see. Uh, uh, let's see. Okay. All right. I lied here. Two more piles, and then I swear... We are finished with this. Okay, I have a really cool collector's edition of V for Vendetta on 4K. Comes with a uh, makeshift cell of V, the terrorist, the terrorist known as V. Um, it has a uh, really cool box art to it. Um, it has a little book in there that has artwork and stories from the making of the movie. There's a letter from the director. Talking about how this movie is even more relevant with all the COVID lockdowns and everything like that, and it's uh, it's just a it's a freaking amazing movie, just really rock solid movie. So hang on, I got a set this here. I actually need to put this pile uh, back down. In a second. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> Um, why do I, hang on. <clears throat> All right. I have Van Wilder on 4k. Yeah. Let that sink in for a second. For some reason, I felt it appropriate to purchase Van Wilder on 4k. I will tell you this now. I'm, I'm not shitting on this movie, but having this on 4k is definitely not necessary. I'm not even sure exactly why there was a need to upgrade this to 4k. <laughs> not really sure. Um, and this is probably one of the few Ryan Reynolds movies that I've actually enjoyed because I will tell you personally, folks, I am not a big fan of Ryan Reynolds. I don't think he's like a terrible human or anything like that. I'm sure if I met him, I'd probably be excited because I have enjoyed some of his movies. I just think he plays himself. You know, he's just doesn't have a ton of range, I guess, as far as I can tell, uh, actor wise and I, and shit, I'm probably being judgmental as hell saying that, but His comic shtick that he does, that he's known for in a lot of his movies, it does work very well in Van Wilder. Uh, So I do have it. It's fun. Uh, I think the reason I have this on 4K is because it was on sale at Best Buy during a Black Friday. And I think I paid like six bucks for this. So otherwise, there's definitely no way I would get this on 4K. Okay, I have the Visitor. This is a underlooked, in my opinion, from just mainstream film. Anyway, I'm sure like the the people that follow the Academy and everything like that, they know about this movie. Uh, but for other people out there that haven't heard of this, The Visitor, uh, it has Richard Jenkins. I think he is most notably known as a supporting actor in a lot of movies, but in this one, he's the lead, and it's a it's a very charming but but very real look at immigration in this country and i can certainly say i have stronger opinions about immigration now due to my wife being an immigrant here uh so maybe this movie connected to me more because of having some personal connection to it myself um but it's it's a very powerful movie and as it says on the cover on the cover of this it's a heartfelt human drama that sneaks up and floors you and yeah i mean i I would say that that's well said Wally, I got Wally on Blu-ray. Wall Street and Wall Street Two, or Wall Street: Money Never Sleeps. I love me some Wall Street movies. I weirdly have this like fascination with watching movies about the stock market, even though I know nothing about it. Uh, but I also think I told you before when I brought up Michael Douglas in the Solitary Man movie, I like Michael Douglas a lot. So these are great Michael Douglas films. Uh, Liam Neeson and A Walk Among the Tombstones on Blu-ray. Uh, this is a nice little like this is like a rainy day movie. I don't say that like negatively, but it's like this is the perfect kind of movie that I would want to watch when it's like a late Saturday night and like the weather's shitty or you know Sunday afternoon maybe, and you just want to watch like a kind of creepy crime thriller movie. Uh, that's A Walk Among the Tombstones. I, I I enjoyed this movie. Saw it in theaters. Remember, back in college. Uh, walk the Line, Joaquin Phoenix gives pretty much a career best uh, as as playing Johnny Cash. It's a James Mangold film. Some people say that he got robbed that year of the Oscars, which I'll tell you this. That year for the Oscars, I remember, was such a difficult year because you had Joaquin Phoenix doing Walk the Line, you had Philip Seymour Hoffman, who did win for Capote, But then you also had Will Smith for the pursuit of happiness that year, like those three performances right there, like that is freaking tough to, to award somebody for that. So I I just say that because while I wish Joaquin Phoenix would have won, and I'm not saying that I agreed that, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman should have won that year. It was just a very difficult year for, uh, best actor categories. So that's that. Uh, I have Walking Tall with The Rock on Blu-ray. This is one of my favorite Rock movies. I don't like, uh, frankly, a ton of a ton of Dwayne Johnson movies. Again, nothing against him as a person, but he kind of plays sort of the same big hulking dude uh, in a lot of his movies. You know, again, not saying anything about that. It clearly works for the guy, uh, but I felt like this, like he was actually in a more grounded, real movie, and he wasn't so jacked up on on roids. I mean, I'm sure. Maybe some people would say it's natural, but I'm like, I mean, shit, look at the guy. He's like 18 semis in one. Uh, I have The Watchmen, or excuse me, I have Watchmen on 4K. It's the ultimate cut. Uh, I love The Watchmen. I think, uh, think it's, I'm not going to say like a masterpiece, but it's definitely one of the best comic book movies I think made. I never watched the HBO series. Not really sure if it's very good. Uh, But I can definitely tell you, I can definitely tell you that if you're just a fan of Alan Moore's uh, graphic novel, you will really, really like this movie. Uh, War Dogs with Jonah Hill and Miles Teller. This is a newer movie, and I think I've told you before that Jonah Hill is great at playing dislikable, like, just funny assholes, and, and, and that's what I would say in this uh, really enjoy this movie. I love true story films. Uh, I love, um, I love movies about like gun running. I guess I think it's just because I like Lord of War a lot. But War Dogs is a is a very good movie, and I definitely think it elevated Todd Phillips to eventually get the Joker movie because before the guy was just known for making movies like The Hangover, and like this was a complete left turn for him as a director, and I really think elevated him into making better material. So check out War Dogs. Uh, and then, okay, I got Warrior here on Blu-ray. Um, I'll put a reference to this in the description below, but one of the, one of the YouTubers I follow that makes movie related content is John Flickinger or the Flickpick. You can check him out, but I always like when he brings up the movie Warrior because he does this very funny, uh, Nick Nolte impression. He's like, yeah, it's a nice thing you did for that boy I think Tommy. All right, everybody. Are you ready for an exciting announcement? This is a ScreenSpeak exclusive. I am on the last pile of movies in my physical media collection. Okay. Let's do this. Let's just go out, go out with a bang. All right. All right. I have the water boy on blue. But mama said, mama said, mama said, to shut up and keep talking about movies. The Wolverine, um, James Mangold, uh, definitely redeemed himself. not, I shouldn't say redeemed himself, but he stepped up the character of Wolverine and Logan. Certainly wrote any wrongs that he did in this movie. But I always like the Japan ninja samurai element of this movie. So, there you go. <clears throat> Tell you what there, Clarence. You better not talk about uh, It's a Wonderful Life on... Uh, okay. <laughs> it's the most mismatched Jimmy Stewart impression ever. But that's It's a Wonderful Life on Blu-ray. Eventually, I'll get the 4K because there's not any such thing as buying this movie too many times. It's a classic. It's great. You got to have it. And I've also done a podcast on that, so check that out. Uh, Speaking of another movie that I absolutely need to do a podcast on and go deep on is The Wolf of Wall Street. It is a top-tier Martin Scorsese movie for me. I would put it in my top five favorite films of him. Jordan Belfort, I I think he's turned his life around at this point, but holy hell, he is one despicable human being. Uh, but all, but albeit very entertaining, so uh, Wolf of Wall Street is a hell of a good movie. Uh, but it's it kind of is insane when you look at how much of it actually happened, and just shows what greed and corruption and power will do to people. Uh, I have the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the great movie with Gene Wilder. This is a uh, digibook edition. Oh, I just dropped that. So I guess I'm done talking about it. (coughs) Good Lord. Uh, I have White Boy Rick on Blu-ray. This is a, a movie that Matthew McConaughey did, I would say during the McConaissance, if you want to call it that. He was really just kind of you know, slamming it out, knocking it out of the park. He had Interstellar and uh, Dallas Buyers Club and Wolf of Wall Street he makes an appearance in. And he's doing all these great movies. And, and this, I think, was during that time. And I appreciate this movie. I don't love it. Uh, but Matthew McConaughey certainly takes risks with his performance in this movie. But I, I do think they pay off. Um, so for better or worse, this is a an enjoyable movie. And it is a it is a true story movie. Whiplash. Oh my gosh. Were you rushing or were you dragging? Well, I'd say I was dragging this collection video out, so let's keep going. But goddamn Whiplash is a good movie. Uh, What Dreams May Come with the late, great Robin Williams. Um, This is a movie that I really appreciate visually and uh, introspectively as well because I'm somebody that always has had a fascination with what happens when we leave Um, our human existence, and go to the next plane, assuming there is one, uh, being heaven or hell. And so this movie is exploring the afterlife a lot, and I think it has some really beautiful imagery and some really thought-provoking ideas to it. Not going to say it's the greatest film in the world. Uh, There are some things that I don't think always quite work, but Robin Williams is terrific in the movie, and I think if you can withstand some of the slower pacing or inconsistencies with some of the writing you can still get something out of this movie and and i don't know i i would just like to think that robin williams is in a place like the place he goes to and what dreams may come not not the part where he goes to hell let's just be clear about that not that but the the beautiful heaven parts uh wedding crashers that's you know great movie owen wilson vince vong and christopher walken uh the Way Way Back on Blu-ray. I watched this movie a ton of times. I I I guess I like movies where the lead is a misunderstood person that's trying to overcome um overcome something, I guess. In this case he's just trying to, you know, figure out his identity while dealing with dickhead Steve Carell in this. Uh but Sam Rockwell's really really on fire in this movie, and it's uh just a really good coming of age film. Uh Zombieland I have that Zodiac. I do have that as well. Uh, David Fincher movies. I talked about the creativity that he has in some of his cover art. I like that the front of this looks like it was a letter addressed to the San Francisco Chronicle from the Zodiac serial killer. So that's pretty cool. Um, really great movie. And it will make you like get into the mind of detectives that get obsessed with solving murders. It's fantastic. All right, And my last few here that I have I'm just going to go through these quick I got Zero Dark Thirty I got Zack and Miri I like the original title, Zack and Miri Make a Porno But I can also understand why they didn't do that Because that's harder to sell Good Kevin Smith movie Young Frankenstein, the 40th Anniversary Steelbook I have X-Men X-2 X-Men United And X-Men Days of Future Past And with that <clears throat> We did it. We did it, everybody. We are done, or by we, I mean myself. I am done talking about all the movies that I own in my physical media collection. So I want to thank you all for getting through that. So I I got to put in some like clapping here because I want you to feel good for getting through uh, listening to all six parts, presuming that you listen to all six parts of this series. Give yourself a round of applause. Let's go. Yeah, there you go. Good job. Seriously, good on you for getting through that. I really, really appreciate it. And I know these collection videos can sometimes be long, but I think it's great to talk about about some of these movies in in rapid-fire fashion, and and then just going through them and physically holding them. So much more satisfying than going through a streaming library, let me tell you that. With all that said, I really appreciate each of you for taking the time to listen to each part of ScreenSpeak's movie collection series here on the podcast. Again, if you haven't done one of those plugs that I mentioned at the beginning to help support the podcast, please do it. Follow, download, support the social media, check out the Amazon links in the description, but... I'm, I'm out of here. I'm done. I, I have talked enough. I, I got to go get some more water here, but I, I can't thank you all enough. I will be back in the future with more episodes. I have new exciting content coming. I have more guests and most things, th- I think the thing I'm most excited for is I have finally new improved audio equipment coming. That's going to allow me to have more people on good Lord. If you, if you saw me talking about it right now, you could say I could practically just punch through the microphone, through the, through the freaking universe, because I'm that excited about getting that for the podcast. So anyways, I'm just dragging this out at this point. Thank you all so much for listening. I will catch you all on the next episode. Take care.